Hey, and welcome to another edition of the Rugby Report Card. Uh, with me this week is uh, Blake. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good. And you? A bit tired, mate. A bit tired. I'm not going to lie. It's been a busy couple of weeks, but excited to be back chatting rugby, especially with Jim. How are you, mate? Uh. Well, the update there was Jim's Bucks party last weekend, and uh, hence we're a little bit late on this week's podcast, and Jim hasn't recovered at all. No, struggling on Saturday, but hopefully he'll be uh, well enough uh, next week to lead us into uh, to next week's show. But uh, there was a lot of rugby. I enjoyed, actually, the rugby this weekend. There was uh, um, some really good moments. Um, it was great to see the second round of the Super W up, up and running as well, and I love some of the questions that have, that have come in. But I think it'd be, um, be be wrong not to start just with your initial thoughts, Blake, on, on the Wallaby squad that, that's obviously got announced this week. There's a few things, even just if not to go over it as a whole, but what were your thoughts on Jorgensen um, selection and Yeti and Eddie talking about him this week? Uh, that one was a no-brainer, actually, for me. I reckon it was the exact type of headline that Eddie Jones loves. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, he's the kid who's got the press this year. He scored the tries. We know he's had a few defensive lapses but he's had a cracking start to the season i think it was that archetype selection get a headline get him blooded in that culture so we can have a have a look what wallaby wallaby camp looks like he's going to be a wallaby one day um i think he for me he was a no-brainer i know people were talking about Corey tall or, or jorgensen or Muirhead. for me he, he was a no-brainer he was a he was a simple pick some of the other selections were quite interesting. Um, but, mate, all the other media's covered it, so I don't want to hit it too hard, but it feels like it's so early, I'm not entirely sure what this selection was. Like, is it a headline thing or is it a, is it a just meet some of the players? Um, because there's some picks that I like, some picks that I don't like. Um, I don't know. What do you reckon? I think they did some... I think it's part of what you talk about. Is it actually a real true reflection of the top players in the country or is it just a meet and greet? I think it's Eddie wanting to make it very clear, even if he goes back to the old guard in inverted commas, I think he wants to make his mark to say, hey, I'm in charge now. This is a new era. I'm doing things my way. And if you do go back to some of the players that haven't been picked, you know, such as Tate McDermott and, and uh, Noah and a few others, that's okay. But I think he wanted to make a real statement that the fact that, Hey, my name's Eddie Jones. I want no connection to the previous regime. I want to do things my way. Which which is exactly what it was. I think you've hit a nail on the head there. But my question is, it was neither form nor but that's legacy. Eddie. That, that's Eddie, though, isn't it? Like Just it, go for totally left field. I, I want look. I'm. I want to start a conversation. I want to be on the front page of the newspaper. I want to be be talking about the way. Oh, what do you think about this? It starts, and I think that's that's what Eddie's all about, really. Well, it was an Eddie Jones squad. I'll, yeah. give, it, I'll give it that much. Um, and if it was, like I said, if it was three weeks out from the, ro- the rugby championships, it'd be like, oh, shit, this has got some real implications. But it's not. Mm. He's going to name another team. Absolutely. I, I, the, the one Eddie part I really did like was Richie over Rory because mm-hmm. I don't think Richie fits the Giddo laws. And as far as I know, they haven't been changed. Mm-hmm. 
but it was just a huge fuck you to Rory Arnold, which was you don't want to commit to Australian rugby. You want to make trucks in Japan. You just want to have a shitload over there not playing rugby. Yeah. I'm going to go pick your brother then. Yeah. Uh, it was That was quintessential Eddie, and I don't know if that was trolling or Richie is playing that well in France. I've heard from some accounts that he is. I and he's, have a and he's only a part of the online sessions, whatever an online session looks like. Let's be totally honest. Zooming in. They're going to be screens off. Just for a Hanging a poo whilst Eddie's talking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we asked that shit. It's probably an, an appropriate moment to talk about some of the questions. Thank you so much for sending in the questions. That's some great questions. But Hugh Tindall actually asked about the lack of tars actually in the um, He's in being the funny. I know. I'm, I I'm asking you, do you think that that's also an indictment? He's being funny. But also at the same time, is that an actual issue? I'm building off that though. Uh, I think the tars are tricky because I think uh, on paper they're quite good. They've just played like shit. Mm. So I, it's an easy flippant comment to make. Why are you picking nine guys from the bottom of the table? But I actually think if you look at the runs the tars have had, the mm. away games the tars have had, mm-hmm. um, their only real Barry Crocker mm. was was that what the one game against the Drua? No, the Rebels. No, the Rebels. The Rebels. Yeah. Um, so they're not. Be the they're not performing the tars. But the players individually, it's not that much argument with the nine that have been picked, were there? No, I don't think so. Um, so maybe or if Angus Bell was fit, there'd be a few others as well. So yeah, I, I, I think it's a, it's a, especially watching Brumby's Tars on the weekend. Mm. You actually saw the potential of some of those Tars. Mm. I thought the loser in the Tars uh, is Pariso. Mm. I think um, by the Tars underperforming. Him underperforming specifically, Flukes nabbed his spot. Well deserved. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's, uh, I think it's, a, it's a part of the Wallaby setup or the Australian setup where at the moment you're well versed in in midfield at the moment, and it's um, you've got to be playing out of your skin and playing at the top of your form and playing in a successful team or a team that's playing, which Fluke is maybe not, but at least you've got to be playing at the top of your game to get picked. So. Uh, My question to you then, Richard, building off some of the questions we've got, is the Noah one, mm-hmm. which is, is, is Noah missed out because of the Debrasini give him minutes, rest him, that he hasn't had a time to steer the ship? Or is he missed out because he goes missing on the park? I think it was uh, because I think Eddie wanted to make, go back to that point, this is Eddie, this is my team. We've tried Cooper Quaid, we've tried uh, Lola Cio. Um I'm not convinced by the start to the season you had, and I just want to see what else we've got. Carter Gordon, we have to reward him for the season, the start of the season that he's had. He's been very strong. He's probably been the form ten potentially in the, for the across the uh, the Kiwi teams. Um, I'm, and obviously picking Donaldson, I think he did well in Europe, and I think he's got a lot of potential. So moving forward, I think Noah's got to play exceptionally well to get back in the in the team as a first choice. And that's what Eddie's trying to tell him. Yeah, I think so. I've been trying to make that stun, you know. I, I think Noah's hasn't owned many games. Mm. His skill set's impressive. He hasn't owned many games. I'm fine with him not being there. Mm. Carter Gordon picks himself. He's been absolutely brilliant. Deserves first crack of the jersey. It's Donaldson that I can't get my head mm. around. Mm. Um, like no one's been better than him. Maybe Eddie. it's that cover fifteen position. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Eddie clearly likes him. We saw in his little draft scribble. Donaldson was there. I like Donaldson's skill set, mm. but um, I haven't seen it on the park yet. That that one I didn't like. That one. No, I'm interested in the ones that you don't like also because there's a comment on a few questions about Tate. He's had a very average start to the season. I think Tate in his in the game 
at the weekend was fantastic. He was back to his usual self. Is that, again, a result, as Eddie just saying, and we obviously don't know, we're speculating, is that him saying you haven't started off the season very well, look, let's give you a kick up the arse and get you back in there again? Or is he saying, actually, I like the way the Brumbies do it in terms of having a set game plan and just the natural replacement, a like-for-like replacement coming off the bench, uh, which is what, what he's got in place with Lonergan at the moment. Yeah, the, the Tate one's interesting because you don't know if, if here's a bloke who is shafted because the Reds pack sucks mm. and he's still one of their best performing players mm. behind an absolute rubbish pack mm. and Lonigan comes on when the Brumbies pack are dominant mm. and he makes it look easy. Or is Eddie Jones's idea of a halfback a box-kicking passer? It is. Because if that's your idea of a halfback, it's not Jake Gordon and it's not Tate McDermott. Mm. And I kind of get your point, which is, by running doing both, it's a very hard job on your number 10. 100%. It, we've always said, If yeah. your nine is total topsy-turvy from one another, it's a really hard gig. And and White and Lonigan are box-kicking, passing nines. So, to me, it, it's signalling how Eddie wants to play. But if you look um, at England and there, his selections are nine over the last um, 10 years. That, that's the way he's played. And, and Eddie's always wanted a playmaker. To, like, he likes to play at a 10 and 12. Mm-hmm and have a nine who just moves it. Mm. Whereas I think other clubs, and you look at France, for example, are amenable to playing off the off the nine. It, it, to me, the Tate miss was sort of unlucky because the pack's going backwards, but it's more indicates Eddie's preference for a nine mm. more than it is a comment on Tate's ability. Yeah, I agree with that. And then again, it's just with the pack going backwards, Tate's strength has always been to sneak in around the fringes and, and get beyond. With the pack going backwards, he's not doing that. Plus, his pass is not as good as probably the other two as well. So it's a, it's a combination of things. The uh, two uh, that I can't get my head around, though, and clearly it must be in his claws, Unavalu. Oh, you're kidding yourself if it's clear. It's clearly a claw. Didn't he get a new contract this week as well? Um, it's it's Unavalu who... What's I'm the biggest advocate for that, player. I've been saying for years he just needs more minutes. Look what Corabetti did. Look what he could do at the Storm. Look at his physical attributes. You've got to just keep picking him. Um, but he, he, has, he hasn't earned that whatsoever, has he? No, but isn't it? Is it that thing about X Factor that we don't know if he has that X Factor yet? What that is, someone's going to hold Thorn to account. I know he's had a string of injuries, but Thorne is dropped in this weekend. Mm. He consistently won't play him, and you can make the arguments because Vinavalu hasn't performed. But does he need back-to-back weeks to be able to perform? I think it goes back to that thing, the conversation we've had before. Player, someone like him, needs an arm around the shoulder potentially, and he needs to know that his position is safe. He's valued, he's safe, he can run. Absolutely. It feels like he's not getting that at the red. No. Um, it's, it's out of fear and then you go missing because you don't want to make a mistake and then it's kind of productive because then you get dropped anyway because you weren't impactful enough. It's all that psychology. But, but warranting a Wallaby selection, bananas. But textbook Eddie, right? Pick yeah. the league, get the headline. Completely. Loves it. And then the other one, look, it's Ted Flanagan. What's he doing in the squad? Covers a lot of positions, that's why. I, like, I, I hate that though. Oh, like if you look at the success of Ireland they got 15 really good mm. players. Their second 15 wouldn't be top six in the world, whereas mm. New Zealand would because they have specialists. I, I hate that, the squad mentality, especially a squad like this. Yeah, no, and it's um, maybe it's devaluing um, that position as well, the value, but he, look, I'm not trying to put him in the same class. I, please do not correct Do not think I am. If you think about Eddie and what he did with Courtney Laws, he's that player that can play six or can play second row, you know, is that utility kind of player. Again, Ted Flanagan is not in the same level 
as Courtney Laws, but maybe that's the thought process. But I don't see him getting a jersey further down the line because there's too there's too many players better than him across the board. There's a lot of second rows to come back mm, exactly. into this. Squad. But even the current ones, like Frost and Swain, get picked ahead again. Never gets, gets picked ahead of him. Yeah, exactly. And so then the balance of your six, seven, eight, depending on how you play it, whether that's Valentini, Hooper, Gleason, or whoever, he doesn't get into that into that back row either. Last one on the squad, and we should get back to the questions, but it's the Harry Wilson one, which is He's just winning every stat. If you look at the stats, like he's playing the house down. He's doing everything he's been asked to do behind a shit house park. He's playing the house down. He was brilliant last season. He was overlooked. And he is, I think he's six, not eight. He's the same height as Jed Holloway. Mm. Like he's a, he could be a jumping option in your back row. I worry if you go Gleason, Valentini, Hooper, yeah. you're down a jumper. Mm. Harry Wilson ticks that box for me. He can play six and eight. I don't know what he's got to do to get a jersey. Yeah, I don't know whether it's been there's parameters been set behind the scene that he needs to do. Whether that's get stronger, whether that's contact meters, I don't know. You say playing behind a pack that's going backwards, maybe it was partly his responsibility. Um, I don't know, but I'm surprised. But the thing is, if you look at the eight, if you're saying if you're picking between a Gleason and a and a, Wilson, well, I think he's behind Valentini and he. Maybe Gleason on potentials ahead of him mm. at eight. That's why I think, mate, as a six, though, yeah. he, he's up there as one of my front runners. Mm. But maybe he doesn't have the minutes at six. No. I don't know. He, no, he doesn't have the minutes at six. But it's interesting to see going forward because that makeup of that back row is still a big question mark with a lot of his. But he, he can only do what he can do, and he's playing very well in Super Rugby. Look, off broth, Jed Holloway, Southern Districts boy. And so I love his story coming into it late. He's having an impact on games. Isn't there more upside to Harry Wilson at this point in time? You would think so, yes. That's that's the bit I can't get. And, yeah, you get a bit of second row cover for Jed Holloway. Mm -hmm. If Jed Holloway's in your second row, you're not not beating the Springboks. It's not happening. Yeah, no. Um, let's go to the so some of the questions. Um, it's an exciting time for the Wallabies, by the way, just finishing up that before we actually go. It's an exciting time because there's a lot of potential in that squad. If you look at it, there's a real mixture of youth and experience in there. Um, and with the with the kick up the backside that Eddie will bring as a natural motivator, um, the rugby championship in a few months' time will be exciting. And it'll be interesting to see how many of these players carry over. Because well, what I would say is a little bit sweet, though. Like, yeah, I'm only naming 33 but I'm going to name seven overseas mm-hmm. and I'm going to name six blokes that are injured. You've basically named 50. Mm-hmm. There's not 50 good rugby players in Australia. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also maybe trying to re- reward some of the others. Like Brad Wilkins had a great season yeah, for the Reds. Well deserved. Well deserved. Rebels, man. Yeah, Rebels, yeah. yeah. So um, he's not going to play. He's not going to get a Wallaby jersey, but I think it's good recognition for the season that he's had so far. Some people are calling for him ahead of Hooper. They're nuts. Yeah, but he, nuts. he has had a good season. Undeniable. Yeah, the other one we haven't hit because we haven't done a podcast for a little bit, is Sauli coming yeah. over to, to Sa- rugby. Uh, Sauli. Yes. Coming over to Rugby Union. How fucking good. Yeah, I know, but it's also how good is it, A, because of his talent and his raw potential, and also not only just raw potential, but what he shows on a footy field for the Roosters. Which I'd say is quite joyous to see how much it's annoyed every league year that I know. They can't cop it, eh? No, absolutely, which is just hilarious. Um, the, the the small person syndrome that Big Brother Rugby Union has stolen their their future light is just hilarious. Which is, all they do is steal our players. Yeah, I know. every league club's got three or four union blokes. I think um, th- there's two schools of thought here. Which is one, Eddie Jones, good on you. McLennan hasn't put a foot wrong. He keeps getting us the headlines. He's getting the stars back into Australian rugby. 
going to get bums on seats. How good? Mm. Yeah, it's brilliant. Can it's I give the best. caveat because I'm normally the caveat guy? Yeah, well, the caveat, yeah, and it's there, mate. There's rugby. I, I'm firmly in that camp. Yeah, no, the, the the joy of it's amazing. Okay, for one point six million, is it a, is it an extreme amount of money? And he can come into the team and be the best um, fullback slash winger in the world. Where the Wallabies lack is still front football. It's still going forward. What that? Where else could that money be used in terms of channeling to grassroots, etc.? But all that money doesn't get put on, doesn't get you on the front pages and stuff like that. So. He has to perform, and the only way he's going to perform if you have enough good ball going forward, and it comes back to the forwards. I agree, but from the purely financial point of view, he'll bring half of that money back yeah, in, in jersey sales and ticket sales. And, mate, I've seen those absolute Muppets they send out here in the TARS jerseys to the public schools to run a session. You throw 100 grand at each of them, you're not improving grassroots. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually, yeah. You're not improving shit. They stink, mate. That, all of that stuff is just rubbish. No, the, the, the point about not having a good ball going forward, that is, that is, you go backwards after No, time. that is, but what I'm saying is there's no leagues one to five we can pinch. No, you could pick a back row, but yes, I get it. And I we, agree. We, our stocks are pretty full there. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I just, th- there is no forward we can pinch, mm. which we would if we could. There's that bloke from the Storm who started talking to Australian Rugby Union, but 100 games of the Storm is two, two minutes 05. Front row in league. Yeah, Solomona. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's exciting. But there's not really forwards that can convert. The the guy from the from the Rabbitohs would be pretty good. He used to play rugby. Master, yeah. No, no, not the Rabbitohs. The, um, oh, that shows my lack of rugby league knowledge, but he's very, very good. He's their captain, I think, anyway, but he's very good, the Rabbitohs guy. Um, my point is he bums and seats, ticket sales, and he will win us games. The bloke's a superstar. And he's back home to rugby. Mm. We haven't stolen anything. He's back where he belongs. If anything, best case for rugby. Two years of developing a league. I'm sure his defensive game went up. Cameron Murray was the guy. That was the guy. I'm sure his defensive game went up tenfold playing rugby league. And I'm Mm. sure their strength and conditioning program is definitely better than rugby unions. Mm, I would say so, yes. Just the sheer money in Mm. rugby league. Um, I think two years of his development in rugby league, that's bringing back home. It's a win-win for everyone. I just think it's a great result. Mm, no, absolutely. I think it's, again, it goes back to that point, gets rugby on the front pages, gets to talk about it, excitement building for the Rugby Championship, World Cup, Lions Series, next World Cup. Hopefully there'll be a huge channel yeah. chat. I think if you're a Tars fan, Holman only needs, I mean, this is where Rory Arnold coming home would have been great. He's one or two tight forwards away from unleashing that back line. You're going to have Nwongan Nituasi, Suwali, Jorgensen, Parise, Fichetti. I mean, from 12 to 15, that's off the charts. Mm. I don't think your 9, 10 are, you know, Gordon and Edmund or Donaldson, whoever you go with, Harrison, there's talent there. Mm. They're not in that same league, but from 12 to 15, that's bananas. Mm. Absolutely bananas. Just need to keep hold of the ball. Yeah, that's the problem. They just need, they just need, um, Oh, mate. Just talking about, uh, because we'll go to the questions. We've got kick the ref in the ghoulies. So, long time listener. Uh, what was the game plan you reckon Eddie will implement? We kind of like touched on that already. I think it will be uh, quite Eddie in reg- regards to uh, box kick, chase, um, play a, a nine, a 10 and 12 um, combination. And I don't think there will be anything too bananas or too out there because it's too close to a World Cup. I think he's shown his cards. There was an interview we spoke about the number of Islanders in our team mm. and spoke about the need to preserve petrol was the metaphor he used. Mm. Uh, I think the point he was trying to make is we played too much rugby under Checker and Rennie yeah. that 
we were exhausted. So when there was high impact moments, we're operating 60, 70%, not 100%. It sounds like to me he wants us to play slow, explosive football. Yeah. So what wait you for to the, do with England. Yeah. Wait for that moment and explode into that moment. Hmm. But otherwise, play territory. Yeah, completely. Slow down, pick the corners, and then put pressure on. And when you have the ball, go for Just it. Just explode. Go for Absolutely. Yeah. Which um, is so counter to the current rules in Super Rugby. So I actually think he's got a really difficult job ahead of him because in Super Rugby, the points will seem to be coming in that last 20 minutes. Mm. The fittest team is winning. Mm. It sounds like for that model, you want him carrying an extra five because mm. you're slowing it down, you're kicking the corners, you're resetting. So I think the the rules are working against you, but I think he, I think it's clear, isn't it? That's how he's going to play yeah, a real power game. He's not going to change, and no. I don't think he's Karevi and Nikitao trucking it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, big eight, Valentini, mm-hmm. Tupo, Bell, and I, think, and I mean this in the most respectful way. I think it's the easiest way to to just run with it. The reset, to reset, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just to play that island continuous ball in hand game. Yeah, no, you need a lot of time. A um, couple of quick questions. Des said, will we get a song out of Jim this year? Absolutely, Jim will be singing this year, surely. He's been a bit shit, Jim, though, to be fair. <laughs> a bit. So we can't even get him on the podcast. So we'll try. We'll, we'll try do, and get we'll the do song. our best. We still get yeah. him some T-shirts. Plenty of songs at his Bucks party, though. Yeah, very funny. Um, well, uh, a couple of things that we'll talk about. Super, uh, Super W, which has been great to see the first uh, couple of rounds of that at the moment. Uh, Tars have been... Playing really well at the moment. Obviously, smashed the. Told you, front runners, Richard. Yeah, no, no, I, I told you. It was just, just to say, it was a great game of the weekend. Obviously, Tars uh, and the Brumbies. Just special shout out to a couple of players that were playing at the moment. So, um, we got Piper Duck at the moment, who's the the eight for the Tars. Her her ability to carry the ball, get a you know get over the gain line has been fantastic. Like a duck, mate. Um, but also, I think real special mention to the fullback uh, for the, the Waratahs, Caitlin House. Um, she has been amazing. What a freak athlete that she is. Um, just her ability to evade and get over the game line, just find space. Um, she's done really well. And she's, I think she's only 15 or 16. So she's doing amazing as well. Yeah. That's bananas. Um, but also just exciting for the product. You know, the fact is there was a couple of, you know, um, we got the drawer, which are continuing to grow. Um, and the Reds as well beat the Force, which was a good game. I don't, it wasn't as. Uh, no, the Force were then used. Oh, the women's. Yeah. yeah. So the Force were, uh, uh, the, the gap wasn't as big as what, what the game suggests. So overall, I think the competition has been, has been great. And, and obviously it's going to carry on this week as well. But um, obviously, Brand Six in the Super Rugby. There were some great games as well across it. And I think no no greater than potentially the Tars Brumbies, which was a which was a really good watch. But I know we're not going to go through game by game. But even the the, the force away to the canes, that last ten minutes was was pretty epic. It was, but it was a little bit of a false score. Of course it was. When of course it was. When, when you could concede, what was it, twenty points in the last ten minutes or five minutes? I, I did think the force had a brave tour of New Zealand. They fronted mm. every single game. Um, but, yeah, but hey, you know still took say, one point up. Yeah, but when you say brave. Exactly. Yeah. But, mate, the amount of injuries they have. Tell you what, they got a few English blokes at Carve. Mm. Um, that you don't like that, do you? No, I wish they were Aussies. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I think that's pretty much all the questions we've, we've answered at one uh, one point or another as we go through. My um, question to you, Richard, is two, two. I know what my answers are, but. Jim is shit, yes. No, first rugby championship game, who's the 10? First World Cup game, who's the 10? Oh, great question. I know what my answers are. 
Uh, I think. Are you asking me what I, who I think should, or who I think will? Both. Based on form, etc., you've got to say Carter Gordon is the form ten right now. So you'd say he should be playing in the first rugby championship game. Um, who I think will be them ten in that first rugby championship game will be Noah. I think I will. And in the world, oh shit! You heard it here first. Yeah. Uh, who I think will be the first, the starting. This is going to be ridiculous because I'm going to name all three of them in the World Cup. I think that Eddie will get in the Tars ear, and I think Donaldson will start in the World Cup. Shit! Is that what you think Eddie will pick? Yeah, I think Noah Rugby Championship. Yeah, Donaldson World Cup. Yeah, holy shit! And who are you picking? I think on form. I think you got to go potentially Carter Gordon and both of them on form at the moment. Uh, I wow! I think this is what I think I'm I would do. I'm okay with that. This is what I would do, and I think Eddie will do. I think the Rugby Championships Carter Gordon, yeah. and then the World Cups Quade Cooper. Oh shit! Uh, I can't Donaldson. Because the, I reckon he's got he's picked him for that reason. He's played in the Autumn Internationals, and I think he wants to. He must like him. He does. Yeah, you can see. So you can see there's that. something he in him. The goal kicking though. I know I'm going left field, but I just you know. Yeah, I'm trying to think like Eddie is crazy. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. But, um, yeah. well, yeah, we covered we covered some stuff. Yeah. We covered some stuff. Uh, quick predictions: Crusaders to beat Pacifica, Rumbies to beat Reds. Uh, Hurricanes to beat Highlanders and the Blues to beat Rebels. They're my predictions. Quick button to pick the Super Rugby comp. So many teams play each other twice real early and then other teams don't play each other. I just, it's what's doing. Is that the only issue you have with the rugby team? I've got a few, but it's getting, be- it's getting better. But no, that one bothers me. What's, why are the Brumbies Reds playing again? Yeah. I don't have time to build into that. Yeah, but now the Tars and um, Brumbies are, d- are done. Yeah, that, that point too. Yeah. Like the Tars are building into their season. Yeah. Anyway, oh, well. go to the puppies. Go to the Come on, even though you are second bottom in the table, Taz. All right. All right. Thanks, Jim. Good effort.